it's just a short video on what people like to um, do for the New Year's resolutions. So it was like Morgan Freeman narrating uh, this guy's life as he was going through his day driving to work and he's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to do all these things this year and I'm going to mow the lawn more often and I'm going to do this and, you know, uh, dr drink more water. So um, that was actually one of my New Year's resolutions too. Is my idea to drink more water for the year, this year, uh, because if you know me, I don't drink much water. I drink coffee, but that's probably about it. So, um, and this is probably my, probably my fourth bottle of the year. So, it's going strong, going well. It's good. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk about today. So, um, as I was reflecting on on uh, today's sermon, I had to think about. Um, you know, the time and, and the pace that we do things in life. So, after thinking about that, I'm like, I'm exhausted and I need a holiday after my holiday over this Christmas. Who else thinks that? Is that just me or, or do you need a holiday too? Yeah, it's pretty full on a few days, hey, leading up to, to the new year. Um, so, yeah. And then, and then I, I was thinking, I hear the, the phrase... Um, man, this year's gone so quick, or where's this year gone? And I hear it so much, and every year somebody you know says it. And it's true, it goes so quick. And without a doubt, I'm sure you've heard somebody say that uh, in the past week even. So um, it perplexed me on how our perspective of, of time changes based on how busy, chaotic, or even uneventful our days are. So two words came to mind as I was thinking about this. There's one word which was strive. If Jeff, you want to put up that slide for me. Perfect. Um, and I thought, okay, so what's strive mean? Strive is to exert oneself, making great efforts to achieve or obtain something. And then I'm like, okay, that's what I'm doing now. I'm striving so hard to drink these bottles of water, to drink more water, but I can't do that on my own. So I get my friends, my family, Caitlin, to, to pour me a glass of water. I'll sit there on the table, and I might take a few sips of it throughout the day, but that's probably about it. So, but nonetheless, I get the support. Um, and, and, and it gets difficult to do it by yourself. And then you, you, if you look at the word stride, and I feel like that's the, 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 the one that comes next to it. The word stride, it says, to walk with long, decisive steps in a specified direction. And I'm thinking, okay, how does God fit into this? I feel like I've got all these plans, I've got these ideas that I want to do, but where does God fit in that? And does that align with what God says? So I began to think over the past year, and I realized the differences between what I thought the year was going to look like, and what God actually thought it would look like. <laughs> I can tell you now, it's not how I thought it would out. So for those that don't know, I actually used to work in home sales. I was working for quite a big home builder, and I was in the sales team, and then I worked into, uh, moved into the estimating team. So I moved over to the head office over near the city. Um, and then as I was working in that, I thought, okay, I had the opportunity to move into project management. So I thought, okay, that's my next, my next uh, step in my career, my job. But then I got a call from Simon. <laughs> he said, hey, Josh, 
would you like to go get a coffee from RCC? I'm like, sign me up, I'm there. I haven't had any water today, so maybe I can have a coffee. Make up for it, right? <laughs> so we, we had a chat and we're talking about the job. And my, my initial plan was I'd save some money, buy myself a motorbike, then I want to take Caitlin and the family over to Canada. I've got family over there, so we want to go visit them. We still will probably do that, but just not on, this year that it's just gone. Unless we left Monday this afternoon, who knows? Um, so I felt like the year was going so quick, so, so quick with all these things. And then among all that, I was still managing websites, databases, looking after this not-for-profit organization, which I love doing, and I'll still do. Um, but I was striving with all my might to accomplish all these things in just one year. So then I thought, okay, let's have a look at what the book of Joshua says. I like this story, this book, not only because of the name, because it is a pretty good name, um, but the story behind it, I think, is, is just very powerful. So I'll, I'll go through a bit of background just in case you guys are a bit rusty on it and, and all of that. But after the death of Moses, God calls on Joshua to lead the Israelites across the Jordan River and take possession of the promised land. God guarantees victory in the military campaign and vows never to leave the Israelites so long as they obey his laws. The people swear their allegiance to Joshua and he sends two spies across the, the river to investigate the territory. The men enter Jericho where a prostitute named Rehab hides them in her home and lies to the city officials regarding the spies' presence. Rehab tells the spies in the, that the Canaanites are afraid of Israel and its uh, miraculous success. Professing belief in the God of, of the Israelites, wow, he asks for protection uh, for her family and the Israelites destroy Jericho. The spies pledge to preserve Rehab and return to Joshua, telling him of the weakened condition of Israel's enemies. So there's a bit of background. So uh, God has called Joshua after Moses' death to go into uh, Jericho and you know take over for him. So um, this is where we go through the Bible. So in the Bible reading, Joshua 6, verses 1 to 20. I know it's a bit of a long one, but feel free to read along on your iPad, your phone, your Bible whatever you've got these days. Um, so it says this, Joshua 6. Now the gates of Jericho were totally shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in, but the Lord said to Joshua, I've given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times. Man, imagine if you had to do that these days. I feel like, you know, if God asked me, all right, Joshua, I want you to, to walk around Camden or Mount Annan seven times, the all of Mount Annan. I'm like, mm, do I have to? So, I mean, it, it's, it's a big ask. So anyway, it goes on to say, uh, with all the, uh, march around the town seven times with all the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse, and the people can charge straight into the town. So Joshua called together the priests and said, Take up the ark of the Lord's covenant, and assign seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. And then he gave orders to the people, 
march around the town, and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. After Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the ark. With the priests continually blowing the horns, do not shout, do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. Then shout. So the, so the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day. And then everyone returned to spend the night at camp. I'll skip ahead of, for a little bit, only because it goes on to say they walked around the town once that day and, and so forth. So let's skip forward a little bit. And then it says here... Um, in verse 15, on the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on the horns, Joshua commanded the people, shout for the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed. As an offering to the Lord, only Rehab, the prostitute, and others in the house will be spared, for she, she protected our spies. Do not take any of the things set apart for destruction, or, your, for yourselves, or, or, yourselves, or you yourselves will be completely destroyed, and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made of silver, gold, uh, gold, bronze, and iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could, Suddenly, the walls of Jericho collapsed, and the Israelites were charged, uh, charged straight into the town and captured it. So I know it's a big story, but I know it's a big reading, but in that whole process, God had very specific, precise instructions for Joshua. He was like, okay, Joshua, I need you to do these. Don't talk. Uh, don't, don't shout. Don't do anything until this moment. So, uh, luckily, Joshua decided to, to, to listen to what God said, and uh, he followed the instruction very clearly. But what if Joshua didn't? What if Joshua uh, was ready? He, like, he was ready. He was keen to march into the town, uh, into Jericho, and if he'd gone according to his plan, he'd probably, be become, he probably would have become overwhelmed and um, you know, ultimately lost the battle if he had, had ignored God's plans and best instructions. You see, it was God's intent, it was God's intent for Joshua to stop, be still, focus on God and God's instruction, and understand the purpose of why and how God had called him to act in this situation. So it's not God's desire for us to try and strive to do these things out of our own strength, but rather to uh, to strive in out of our own strength, but rather to stride with his clear, decisive steps. Yes we'll, probably still, yes, we'll still stumble, mess up, make mistakes, but this is where we are given the opportunity to walk with God at the pace of grace. Just as Psalm 37.24 says, Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the God holds them by the hand. It's from this passage that I was able to see the work that uh, God had done in my life in the past year, when I actually gave him the time and, and entrusted him with me, uh, directing me on where I should go. So I had the opportunity to move up in, in my current job pre- uh, previously to this. Um, but you know what, Ken could, could uh, attest to this. I would come home, you know, stressed, upset. You know, I would be doing work until 11.30 at night, getting up at 5 o'clock the next day, 
and to go back to work. And Caitlin's like, is this what you really want to do? Is this what God called you to do? And then I had to stop and think. It's like, mm, probably not. Probably not. And it served a purpose for that time. It allowed us to, um, to have our little boy, Henry, and you know, it allowed us the space to set up a home. Um, but as I, as I went on to think about it, you know, from leaving my previous job, uh, moving to my new career here, you know, I'm finding peace here. I'm, I'm finding the blessings of our first little boy where, where God has brought so much joy through Henry, our little boy, and even reminding me to actually stop and focus on, on God so that I can work for his purpose and not my own. So looking at the character of God, exploring the idea of, of who he wants us to be, let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. It says here, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then he goes on to say, there is no law against these things. So which one of these fruits do you think that we could focus on coming into this new year? Rather than setting a uh, new, new year's resolution that might fail in January, kind of like mine, but then there are other people that can stick to the goals, which is good because I, I need to learn those tricks. Like, like you need to tell me how you do that. So um, come see me afterwards. Uh, <laughs> but as we go into the new year this year, by allowing ourselves coming to focus on one of these items, or one of these uh, characteristics, we are allowing the space for nurturing these aspects of our lives. How can we serve God within our growing church through these characteristics <laughs> coming to the new year? Not as a new year's resolution that lasts until January, but one that, can, that we can pursue continually, just as Jesus did with us. So I wanted to challenge you guys as we leave here today to have a think about those questions. What does God have in, uh, planned for you this year? By focusing on one of these uh, characteristics of God and the fruits of the Spirit. What is one that you can focus on? Focus on that one and, and, and let that flourish and, and connect with God. So what does God think is possible for you this year? Um, and as we uh, invite the guys to come back up, I'd just like to close in prayer. And thank you for letting me speak today. So, yeah, it's been good. All right, let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, I just thank you for, for today. I just thank you for uh, this, this church. I thank you for the, the opportunities that this church opens and has for the, the current members and new members and uh, the space that we can have here to, to share uh, in your word and your ministries, Lord. I just pray for your protection and, and your provision as we go into this new year. And I just thank you that we can uh, take your word and rely on, on your word that we can uh, trust in you and that we can sit with you in that space. So, Lord, as we go into this year, I pray that you speak to us in, in the way that we, can, uh, that we hear you and, and tell us what, what you have in, in plan for, for us this year and our church. So as these guys come to pray, I just, uh, to play, I just, uh, yeah, just pray for a safe new year and, and that we can uh, go out and, and enjoy this safely. In Jesus' name, amen.